Hi, Assalamu alaikum. Now we are going to start a great book written by a great writer, which is a highly effective book to improve yourself and improve self character. The name of this book is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This book is written by Stephen R. Covey. This book contains a powerful lesson in personal life change. This is a number one ranking book. It's uh, almost 10 million copies are sold out. Now we are going to start part one, which is paradigm and principles. There is no real excellence in all this world which can be separated from right living. David Star Jordan. In more than 25 years of working with people in business, university, marriage, and family setting, I have come in contact with many individuals who have achieved an incredible degree of outward success, but have found themselves struggling with an inner hunger, a deep need for personal congruency and effectiveness, and for healthy, growing relationship with other people. I suspect some of the problems they have shared with me will be familiar to you. I have set and met my career goals. I am having tremendous professional success, but it cost me my personal and family life. I do not know my wife and children anymore. I am not even sure I know myself and what's really important to me. I have asked, I have had to ask myself, is it worth it? I have started new diet for the fifth time this year. I know I am overweight. I really want to change. I read all the new information. I set goals. I get myself all psyched up with a positive mental attitude and tell myself I can do it, but I do not. After a few weeks, I fizzle. I just cannot seem to keep a promise I make to myself. I have taken course after course on effective management training. I expect a lot of my employees and I work hard to be friendly toward them and to treat them right, but I do not feel any loyalty from them. I think if I were home sick for a day, they had spent most of their time gabbing at the water fountain. Why can't I train them to be independent and responsible and find employers who can be? My teenage son is rebellious and on to no matter what I try, do not listen to me, what can I do? There's so much to do and there's never enough time. I feel pressure and hassled all the day. Every day, seven days a week. I have attended time management seminars. I have tried half a dozen different panic systems. They have helped some, but I still do not feel I am living the happy, productive, peaceful life I want to live. I want to teach my children the value of work, but to get them to do everything, I have to surprise every move and put up with complaining every step of the way. It's so much easier to do it myself. Why can't children do their work cheerfully and without being minded? I'm busy, really busy, but sometimes I wonder if what I'm doing will make a difference in the long run. I had really liked to think there was meaning in my life that somehow things were different because I was there. I see my friends or relatives achieve some degrees of success or receive some recognition. I smile and I congratulate them enthusiastically. 
but inside I'm eating my heart out. Why do I feel this? I have forceful personality. I know almost any interaction, I can control the outcome. Most of the time I can even do it by influencing others to come with the solution I want. I think though each situation I really feel the idea I came up with are usually the best for everyone. But I feel uneasy. I always wonder what other people really think of me and my ideas. Marriage has gone flat. We do not fight or anything. We just do not love each other anymore. We have gone to counseling. We have tried a number of things, but we just cannot seem to rekindle the feelings we used to have. These are deep problems, painful problems, problems that quick fix approaches can't solve. A few years ago, my wife Sandra and I were struggling with a kind of concern. One of our sons was having a very difficult time in school. He was doing poorly academically. He did not even know how to follow the instruction on the test. Let alone do well in them. Socially, he was immature, often embarrassing those closest to him. Athletically, he was small, skinny, uncoordinated, swinging his ball bare, for example, almost before the ball was even pitched, others would not hit him. Sandra and I were consumed with a desire to help. We felt that if success were important in any area of life, it, it was supremely important in our role as parents. So we worked. So we worked on our attitudes and behavior toward him and we tried work on his. We attempted to psychic him, apprising positive mental attitude techniques. Come on son, you can do it. We know you can. Put your hand a little higher on the bed and keep your eye on the ball. Do not swing till it gets close to you and if you did a little better, we would go to get land to refine you. That's good, son keep it up. When others laughed, we reminded leave him alone, get off his back, he's just learning. And our son would cry, insist that he would never be any good. He did not he that he did not like baseball anyway. Nothing would seem to help. We were really worried. We could see the effect this was having on his self-esteem. We tried to be encouraging and helpful and positive, but after repeated failure, we finally drew back and tried to look at the situation on a different level. At this time in my professional role, I was involved in leadership development board with various clients throughout the country. In that capacity, I was preparing about monthly programs on the subject of communication perception for IBM's executive development program participants. As I researched and prepared this presentation, I became particularly interested in how participants are formed, how perceptions are formed, how they behave. This led me to a study of expectation, theory, and self-fulfilling prophecies. Are the Pygmalion effect? and to realization of how deeply embedded our perceptions are. It taught me that we must look at the lens through which we see the world, as well as the world we see, and that lens itself shape how we interpret.
This is the second episode of the seventh seventh habit of highly effective people. What is meant by habit? We are what we repeatedly do. Excellent then is not an act but a habit. Is total. Our character basically is a composite of our habits. So our thoughts reap an action. So an action reap a habit. So a habit reap a character. So a character reap a destiny. The maxim goes. Habits are powerful factor in our life because they are consistent of unconscious passions. They consistently daily express of our character, reduce our effectiveness and ineffectiveness. As Horace Mann, the great educator, once said, Habits are like a cable. We weave a strand of it every day and soon it cannot be broken. I personally do not agree with the last part of the expression. I know, they can be broken. Habits can be learned and unlearned. But I also know it is not a quick fix. It involves a process and tremendous commitment. Those of us who watched the lunar voyage of Apollo 11 were transfixed as we saw the first men walk on the moon and return to Earth. Superlatives such as fantastic and incredible were inadequate to describe those eventful days. But to get here, those astronauts literally had to break out of the tremendous gravity pull of the Earth. More energy was spent in the first few minutes of lift-off. In the few first miles of travel, then we used over the next several days to travel half a million miles. Habits too, a tremendous gravity pull. More than most people realize I would admit breaking deeply embedded habitual traditions such as personalization, impatience, fearness and selfishness that violence basic principles of human effectiveness involves more than a little wallpaper and a few minor changes in our lives. Lift off, take a tremendous effort but once we break out of the gravity pull, our freedom takes on a whole new dimension. Like any natural force, gravity pull can work with us or against us. The gravity pull of some of our habits may currently be keeping us from going where we want to go. But it is also gravity pull that keeps our, our world together. Keep the planets inter orbits and our universe in order. It is a powerful force and if we use it effectively we can use the gravity pull of habit to create the cohesiveness and order necessary to establish effectiveness in our lives. Habit. What is habit? How you define it? For our purpose we will define a habit as intersection of knowledge, skill and desire. Knowledge is the theoretical paradigm, the what to do and the why. Skill is the how to do and desire is the motivation, the want to do. In order to make something a habit in our, our lives, we have to have all three. 
I may be ineffective in my interaction with my work, association with my spouse or my children because I constantly tell them what I think but I never really listen to them. Unless I search out correct principles of human interaction. I may not even know I need to listen. Even if I do know that in order to intersect effectively with others, I really need to listen to them. I may not have the skill. I may not know how to really listen deeply to another human being. But knowing I need to listen and knowing how to listen is not enough. Unless I want to listen, unless I have the desire, it will not be habit in my life. Creating a habit requires work in all three dimensions. The being, seeing, changing the unpowered process. Being changing, seeing, which in turn changes being and so forth as we move in an upward spiritual of growth. By working on knowledge, skill and desire, we can break through new levels of personal and interpersonal effectiveness. As we break with all paradigm that may have been a source of pseudo-security of years. It's sometimes a painful process to change that has to be motivated by high purpose. By the willingness to subordinate that what you think you want to know for what you want to do. But this process produces happiness. The object and design of our existence. Happiness can be defined in a part at least as a fruit of desire and ability to sacrifice what we want to know or what we want eventually. We will further discuss in our next episode. Thank you.